This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 564, How Sugar Hijacks Your Brain and Makes You Addicted, by Peggy Pletcher with Healthline.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there, with permission from the websites, of course. I'm gonna use my psychic abilities and say, it's Thursday, and so you may need that little boost to make it to that last bit of the week. So I think we're due for an inspirational quote. I think the quote I'm about to share with you goes well with this week's theme. We've been talking about those behaviors that may sabotage our longer-term goals, like not managing our stress properly, like stressful eating, like not planning ahead when we're going on a long trip. But like I always say, even if those things happen, even if you stress eat, even if you didn't plan and maybe accidentally sabotaged yourself and your health gains, it's okay. Because, to quote Darren Hardy, quote, your adversity is your advantage. Your past has built muscles, not wounds, end quote. All right, and with that positivity, let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. How Sugar Hijacks Your Brain and Makes You Addicted by Peggy Fletcher with Healthline.com. We reward children with it over the holidays or for a job well done in school. And we reward ourselves with it after a particularly stressful day or to celebrate a birthday or special success. We add sugar to our coffee, bake it into our favorite treats, and spoon it over our breakfast. We love the sweet stuff. We crave it. But are we addicted to it? There's an increasing body of research that tells us sugar could be as addictive as some street drugs and have similar effects on the brain. Quote, Addiction is a strong word, says Alan Green, MD, a children's health and wellness expert and the author of books like Raising Baby Green, and feeding baby green. Quote, in medicine, we use addiction to describe a tragic situation where someone's brain chemistry has been altered to compel them to repeat a substance or activity despite harmful consequences. This is very different than the casual use of addiction, like, I'm addicted to Game of Thrones, end quote. So I'm serious when I say that the evidence is mounting that too much added sugar could lead to true addiction, says Green. What is an addiction? The link between sugar and addictive behavior is tied to the fact that when we eat sugar, opioids and dopamine are released. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that is a key part of the reward circuit associated with addictive behavior. When a certain behavior causes an excess release of dopamine, you feel a pleasurable high that you're inclined to re-experience, and so you repeat the behavior. As you repeat that behavior more and more, your brain adjusts to release less dopamine. So the only way to feel the same high as before is to repeat the behavior in increasing amounts and frequency. This is known as substance abuse. Research shows that sugar can be even more addicting than cocaine, says Cassie Bjork, RDLD, founder of Healthy Simple Life. Quote, sugar activates the opiate receptors in our brain and affects the reward center, which leads to compulsive behavior, despite the negative consequences like weight gain, headaches, hormone imbalances, and more, end quote. Studies suggest that every time we eat sweets, we are reinforcing those neuropathways, causing the brain to become increasingly hardwired to crave sugar, building up a tolerance like any other drug, she adds. Indeed, research on rats from Connecticut College has shown that Oreo cookies activate more neurons in the brain's pleasure center than cocaine does. And just like humans, the rats would eat the filling first. And a 2008 Princeton study found that under certain circumstances, 
Not only could rats become dependent on sugar, but this dependency correlated with several aspects of addiction, including craving, binging, and withdrawal. Researchers in France agree that the casual link between sugar and illegal drugs doesn't just make for dramatic headlines. Not only is there truth to it, but they determine the rewards experienced by the brain after consuming sugar are even, quote, more rewarding and attractive than the effects of cocaine. Stories in the press about Oreos being more addictive than cocaine may have been overstated, admits Green. But we should not take lightly the power of added sugar to lure us again and again and to rob us of our health. He goes on to say, medical addiction changes brain chemistry to cause binging, craving, withdrawal symptoms, and sensitization. Quote, excess added sugar can do this too through changes in the same pathways as addiction to amphetamine or alcohol. Sugar addiction could be an even harder habit to break, according to recent evidence about how added sugar affects our stress hormones. End quote. Sugar is also much more prevalent, available, and socially acceptable than amphetamines or alcohol, so it's harder to avoid. But whether or not sugar is truly more addictive than cocaine, researchers and nutritionists are in agreement that yes, sugar has addictive properties and we need to be getting less of it. The drug analogy is always a tough one because unlike drugs, food is necessary for survival, says Andy Bellotti, MSRD, Strategic Director of Dietitians for Professional Integrity. Quote, that said, there is an increasing body of research demonstrating that sugar can stimulate the brain's reward processing center in a manner that mimics what we see with some recreational drugs. In certain individuals with certain predispositions, this could manifest as an addiction to sugary foods. End quote. What is added sugar? The World Health Organization, or WHO, has been cautioning people to reduce their intake of quote-unquote free sugars to less than 10% of their daily calories, and this has been going on since 1989 saying that by doing so, you can lower your risk for being obese, overweight, or experiencing tooth decay. Free sugars include sugars naturally found in honey and fruit juice and sugar added to food and drinks. On food labels, added sugars include words such as glucose, corn syrup, brown sugar, dextrose, maltose, and sucrose, as well as many others. In 2015, they further suggested reducing free sugar intake to less than 5% of your daily calories, which is about six teaspoons. In the United States, added sugars account for about 14% of the average person's calorie intake. Most of this comes from beverages, including energy drinks, alcohol, soda, fruit drinks, and sweetened coffees and teas, says the Office of Disease Prevention and Health Promotion. Other common sources are snacks. These don't just include obvious perpetrators like brownies, cookies, donuts, and ice cream. You can also find large quantities of added sugars in bread, salad dressing, granola bars, and even fat-free yogurt. In fact, one survey found that high-calorie sweeteners are in over 95% of granola bars, cereals, and sugar-sweetened beverages, most often in the form of corn syrup, sorghum, and cane sugar. The Office of Disease Prevention and Health Promotion's 2015 to 2020 Dietary Guidelines suggest cutting consumption of added sugars to less than 10% of total calories per day. To help consumers, the Food and Drug Administration has developed a new food label that lists added sugars separately, which manufacturers will be required to use in the near future. You need food to survive, and I think it's unrealistic to think you'll be able to completely quit sugar, says Alex Caspero, M-A-R-D, a blogger, health coach, and founder of Delish Knowledge. Quote, The problem is that we aren't meant to enjoy sugars in such concentrated amounts. In nature, sugar is found surrounded by fiber 
in sugarcane and fruits. It naturally comes in a container that produces a shorter blood sugar response and aids in fullness. Today's sugars are refined and concentrated, end quote. Caspero goes on to say, the good news is that we can adapt our taste buds to accept less sugar. Reducing sugar, especially concentrated sugars, not only limits the amount of sugars ingested, but also makes less sweet foods seem sweeter. You just listened to the post titled, How Sugar Hijacks Your Brain and Makes You Addicted by Peggy Fletcher with Healthline.com. Hey, it's Dr. Neil again. I said this on yesterday's post as well. Think about those comfort foods. What foods do you turn to when you're stressed out? What foods do you turn to when you're feeling down? You're not gonna reach for that fruit, that veggie tray or big bowl of salad. It's never those foods, right? Instead, you turn to baked goods, maybe a pastry, chocolate, ice cream, a cookie, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, high carb, high fat, high sugar. And that's because again, as you just heard, These nutrients release good-feeling hormones in the brain that help us feel good and relaxed. They make us happy. Could we get addicted to that happy feeling? Potentially, yes. Could sugar do that? Potentially, yes. The solution isn't to completely avoid sugar. The solution isn't to completely eliminate those foods from your house or from your diet. The solution is finding something else that makes you feel just as good, but that's not food-related. That's the secret, that's the trick. So when you have that craving for something sweet, really think about it this way. Your brain may be craving that good feeling, that release of opioid-like hormones. So instead, we need to find something else that causes the same effect. For many, that runner's high they get, or after you do a really intense exercise routine, you get that flush of good feeling hormones in the brain. That can satisfy that same sugar craving. For others, it's emailing or texting or looking on Facebook or winning a game on their phone. Those can also release those same pleasurable hormones that will give you the same effect as if you just had consumed something sweet. So that's the trick. You need to find something else that releases those same good-feeling hormones so that you don't turn to sugar each time but also be careful that you don't become addicted to Facebook or checking email or checking texts or playing those games on your phone. We need to find a balance. Now, before I go, if you didn't hear already, you can find us on Instagram now with some fun pictures and content you won't find anywhere else. There are pictures of us, the hosts of these shows, plus some facts about us you probably haven't heard, quotes, bonus book giveaways, and lots more. Just follow us on Instagram for all of that. You can find us at Old Podcast. We'll see you there. All right, that'll do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow for our usual Friday Q&A, so stay tuned for that, where Optimal Life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode. 
and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.